I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Jokic behind his back. What a taste like Jokic. your sitter. Welcome to the Pickaxe Podcast. It is Zach Migosh and Gordon Gross with DenverStiffs.com. Gordon is back. First things first, uh, Gordon, you watched the Super Bowl? I mean, I saw parts of it. There wasn't much of a game. It wasn't much. I, so, I, um, you know, I, I, was, I was trying to check out prop bets because there's, there's always good, fun, silly prop bets on the Super Bowl. Um, so I got on the old the old BetMGM app to see what they had. And, of course, they only had serious ones, which was a bummer. But I noticed... I noticed I had a $10 free bet. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to throw this on some ridiculous five-pick parlay. See what happens. Sure. Um, so I picked uh, Buccaneers on the money line. Okay. Uh, I took the under at 56 and a half. I took Tom Brady for two or more passing touchdowns. Smart guy. I took Leonard Fournette for one touchdown or more. And I took Travis Kelsey, 85 receiving yards or more. So... I took my free $10 bet and turned it into 140 bucks. There you go. No Bowl. problem with that at all. On the old on the old five-pick parlay. Yep. Uh, hey, man, when you find the ones that work for you, it's great. <laughs> right. Uh, I would not recommend that uh, on normal. But if you got a free bet, I mean, why not, right? Seriously. We'll try something. It was really, it was like, I was like, how how high can I push the odds? And I got it to plus 1,400. <laughs> You're like, that's good enough. <laughs> let's, let's let it ride. So, yeah. I uh, I did watch the Super Bowl. I enjoyed it. I was you know I was rooting for the bet the whole time. So it was actually it was actually still pretty intriguing, even though the game itself was not. Oh, well, that's why they uh, tell you to bet money, right? They're like, if you bet money on it, then you get you care about the game no matter what's happening. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And that was it. Because I, uh, you know, it looked like it was going my way after the first half, but there were still some things that we had to get done in the second half, and they all started panning out, and it was made it made it definitely. Uh, Definitely more interesting to watch. I guess right. uh, shout out to Tom Brady and what, Good job, seven Tom. Super Bowls now. Yeah, it's uh, seven it's wins. Yeah, he's he. Well, again, that puts another one of those. Is it the coach or the player? And Tom's like, well, I mean, I don't play defense, but right. anybody on the offensive side of the the thing there, it's it's kind of looking more and more like uh, uh, it did with Peyton Manning uh, and his offensive coordinators getting credit for stuff that he did. Right, and you're like, exactly. yeah, maybe, maybe it's not about you guys. Maybe it's about the QB. Maybe it, it might just be Peyton Manning or Tom Brady. Yeah, that that certainly seems to be the case here with the Patriots not making the playoffs for the first time and since the last time Tom Brady was out. Yep, uh, and then and now he wins the Super Bowl. So all right, uh, always good to see the Chiefs lose as well. We enjoy that. Yeah, and sorry, uh, sorry for any Chiefs fans that are listening to us, but uh, yeah, we really don't mind watching you guys lose stuff. Nope. 
Not, not. We don't. We don't ever get to watch you lose against uh, against the Broncos. Yeah, so. we got to watch you lose sometime. Yeah. And again, <laughs> exactly. Mahomes is a, is amazing. Mahomes was still amazing oh, yeah. this time. He was still really good. You could tell he was hurt. You could tell that. Well, that you could tell he was hurt, and you could tell that he had no protection yeah, whatsoever. Yeah, his sucked. Yeah, they yeah, they were. Uh, what was he? he? Got blitzed the most of any, or pressured the most of any quarterback in Super Bowl history. So right. that's not great. Yeah, which is crazy to think when because when you think about the you know just a few years ago when the Broncos played the Panthers and how much they got after Cam yep. Newton that game, or how much the AFC got demolished by the NFC for that what fourteen game stretch or whatever before the yep. Broncos broke yep. that. Yep, those were. So that was some pain. Times. So you would think in one of those games. Right, exactly. Yeah, you would think Elway would have probably been pressured the most. Right. Uh, <laughs> maybe against maybe the, uh, yeah, the, the Niners. Washington that, that, or the Niners. Yeah, yeah that exactly. horrible game. Um, or even the Giants game. He got, he got his ass kicked. So we feel your pain, too. Chiefs, because we've right. been there before. Don't even worry right. about it. Even recently. Like, that was that was pretty much yeah, the game that we played against, in, uh, yeah, against the Seahawks. Seattle. Yep. Exactly, so. Nothing new. Nothing new for. They already for, got uh, their ring. They're fine. They I mean, it's you know we we can't relate totally. Our team, uh, our team won back to back when they had the chance, but yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, no one says the Chiefs are the Broncos. Come on. Exactly. Exactly. Um. Anyways, we are not. We are not an NFL podcast. We're not, uh, we but we're probably... rubbing in Matt Moore's face. So that's really right, what's exactly. going on right there. There you go. He doesn't listen. Uh, <laughs> um. We are a Denver Nuggets podcast, which uh, is probably it's just not not nearly as fun to talk about uh, because they are on a two game losing streak, a two game California losing streak. Nuggets, of course, lose to the Lakers and the Kings over the weekend. We will talk about that over the first half of the show. Before in the second half, we'll turn the page. Four games at home before they head out onto another long road swing but they'll get like i said about they'll get four games here in denver that's going to be upcoming this week so we will talk about some of those upcoming games as well and that will round out the show today let's not delay any more than we already have we would never delay what are you talking about right that's not what happens here that's why i'm trying to move it along i'm like we're already five minutes in we haven't even we've barely got through the rundown um and so we got to get uh, we got to get onto the topic of let's start with the Los Angeles Lakers. That game was what Thursday night on uh, national TV. Probably the 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 game that Nicole Jokic has struggled with uh, the most. Nuggets had the lead. Classic Denver Nuggets third quarter. Uh, really really bad close to the third yep. quarter, including a 15-0 run by the Lakers, and then it was pretty much. Uh, in the bed after that and what was that a swinger i think it was like a 24 point swing um from from, from halftime in, in the third quarter yeah, yeah. alone yeah up 12 to down 12 yep yep what is it about the lakers gordon why why is that it, you know it used to be like that when when you had james harden and clint capella running the pick and roll right yeah it was that was the houston rockets were the team that the nuggets just could not beat right it's it certainly it feels like that team now uh, is the Lakers. And what is it about them that they, they just can't seem to get past? Look, the Nuggets don't have any defenders. Like, I don't know what to tell you, but the Lakers are big and strong, and the Nuggets are small and feeble. Like, I I don't know where to go with that. Like, the Nuggets uh, looked at their one major weakness that they hit in the Western Conference Finals, and they botched their offseason enough uh, with free agency that they were not able to fix it. Like, when they lost Jeremy Grant, and the the rumored trade for um, Drew Holiday like went bust. They didn't have any other plans. They didn't have any other defenders to add, and they didn't. All they add, I mean, they added Jermichael Green, which is a good recovery, 
Um, but he alone cannot help them because that doesn't make them any better than they were with Grant when they lost in the finals. Right. Yeah, it kind of you, uh, you if they had picked up because um, I got a strong inkling the Nuggets were were chasing Jamichael Green regardless of what was going to yes, happen with they Jeremy were. Grant. Yeah. Uh, so you could have you know if you had picked up uh, Jamichael Green to go with Jeremy Grant, yep. you could see how that that one two punch. Okay, that's those are the guys you're going to throw at LeBron, and like that was uh, sort of the plan maybe right. that the Nuggets had that didn't really work out for them. And they, you know, they they had Jermichael Green for this game, and I thought he did a decent job uh, defending LeBron. Of course, he starts. I think it was his first start of the season. He starts at small forward, which is not generally where you're going to want Jermichael Green playing. Right. Um, but but it made sense in this scenario, particularly when you don't have PJ Dozier, uh, you didn't have Gary Harris. You know, you were without some of your other kind of wing players, so uh, it made sense, I guess, to to put Jermichael Green in there and try and combat that size. Uh, that the Lakers are going to bring at you. But they didn't stick with it. At least they didn't stick with Green down the stretch. They go back to Paul Millsap yep. uh, down the stretch, which was a really, I thought, peculiar choice. Well, it was all on, trust on players, on man. Malone's the problem part. is is that the guys that Malone trusts are not the guys who can do what Malone needs to have done. Now, Malone may not have anyone who can do what he needs to have done, right. but he keeps going back to guys who cannot do what is necessary. And that's going to continue to be a problem. Like the Nuggets are going to have to find different ways to win. They don't match up well against the Lakers, so trying to play the Lakers at the Lakers style is not going to work for you. Right. Like that will not work. If they're bigger than you and they're stronger than you, then you had better be quicker and more electric and like you know sprint down the court and take care of some some stuff like in the open court. And they're not doing it. Like that's they aren't playing the way they would have to play, and they aren't playing the players that would have to be good for them to be able to take a team like the Lakers. And that's maybe that's just where they're at right now. Um with the injuries like uh, Lord knows the injuries to like Dozier and Harris are not helping. But right. Gary I mean, Harris is when you tack on Jamal Murray and Facundo Campazzo. Right. Yeah, if you're missing all your guards, like you're just it's going to be hard for you. Um but the Nuggets are still stuck even if those guys are healthy at being smaller than the Lakers and being um they don't have the length, they don't have the transition speed. Like, they cannot beat the Lakers that way. And so they're going to have to stop trying. Yeah. Yeah, it's it was interesting. I thought I, I had made the suggestion when I was writing the preview for that game uh, to maybe go with Michael Porter Jr. at the starting lineup because, yes, uh, he's not good at defense, but at least he's 6'10". Uh, and yep. then I thought, well, maybe we even play Bull Bull off the bench too because, again, yes, he's very raw and he's still kind of learning how to play in the NBA, but – He's seven two, and like you could have at least had length. You could have length, play LeBron a zone, and, do something. And Anthony yeah. Davis, right? Exactly. You could have, you could have at least tried to bother him that way. They didn't go that way, and, and then, like I said, it was kind of peculiar. I thought to not because Jermichael Green, I thought played pretty well. Yeah. Um, to not go with him down the stretch. Nope. Uh, as well was was I thought was an interesting. Which what we keep uh, choice, seeing, Paul right? Millsap was not playing well. Right, but that's what we keep seeing is that I mean it's not that Millsap gets a ton of minutes. He doesn't get a ton of minutes. Um, but he gets the minutes that matter. Um, and it just looks exactly like it looked last year with Jeremy Grant, where Grant was the better player. Um, Grant was, in theory, the future. And they just went with uh, Paul Millsap until literally they couldn't anymore. And in the playoffs, they finally started Jeremy Grant and gave him real minutes. But it right. took them the whole season. He was on the bench the whole season, man. Right, yeah, exactly, and that's... Uh, and it looks like we're going to do that with Green, too. 
Yeah, and, and I, w- I was just going to say that. Is it looks like it's sort of that same pattern again with Jermichael Green. Um, because you know you know Malone wants to, he wants Monty Morris in there closing out games because he, he trusts Morris with the basketball. He, he wants that other playmaker uh, in there. And then that's – so that's what happens is you kind of get that squeeze like they, they had here um, in the forward rotation because you're going to play two guards and, and then add in a third guard, whether it's – you know, Gary Harris, or in this case, uh, Will Barton, uh, you know, they're going to have that third guy out there. So you really only have one forward to play next to Jokic, and you're stuck choosing between Millsap, uh, Green, Michael Porter Jr. There's a lot of guys you can play there. So they they sort of just kind of squeeze Green out of these scenarios. Yep. And, and I didn't, like I said, I didn't understand um, with L.A. because, you know, Paul Millsap, I mean, he got 32 minutes in that game. Yes. Uh, he shot 3 of 13. Yep. Like, he was 0 of 5 from 3. Like, all the things that you want Paul Millsap to do, he didn't really do that well for you uh, in, in this game. So it was it was so peculiar to me that was his choice. But you're right. I mean, the, the main thing the Nuggets are going to struggle against with the Lakers is size. And I think there's, there's reason to have some hope um, because, as we saw early in that game, th- that – Mark Gasol is not the same as Dwight Howard no. in terms of defending. No, they they, uh, they will Jokic. not be able to stop Jokic the same way they stopped right. him last year. Slowed right. him. They didn't even stop him, but they did slow him down. Right. And um, they Howard him bothered him. To get him into fouls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And Gasol, Gasol won't do, do that. any of that. No. Yeah, it, it that I noticed um, definitely was going the Nuggets' way. And, I mean, the first half really went their way. They, play, they played really well in that game. The thing, the other thing that, that we saw happen to them in the playoffs and that happened in this game as well, they got a really bad whistle to start the second half. Yeah, that, uh, dude, and they let that affect their mentality. They cannot keep letting the, the refs take them out of their game. And I right. get it. it. It happens. And when yeah, you, it sucks. When, well, when that ref switch happens, I understand how hard that is to get to overcome that momentum. When everything you do draws a foul and nothing they do to you draws a foul, I get how frustrating that is. But the Nuggets have got to get mentally stronger about the ref whistle not being in their favor because they're a small market team. And I hate to tell them this, but the NBA rules are a hierarchical system and you don't get the call. So you're going to have to survive not getting the whistle. Right. Just just get used to it. Just mentally, you have to understand. And that's, you know, Jokic has never liked that. He, he'll draw fouls just so he can go yell at refs about the fact that they're not respecting him. But it, it, it's the way it's been his whole career. Uh, he's a two-time All-NBA player and is getting MVP votes this year. It's still happening. Like, it just you're going to have to get used to the fact that other teams with bigger stars and bigger markets are going to get calls. So be prepared right. for it and survive it. Right. Yep, exactly. And you can't, above all else, I mean, you can't let it let it then be the spark for a 15-0 run um, to close out the quarter and, yes. and do that. The You know, what ended up being, it was a 20-point swing. Uh, there in the uh, in the third, um, you let you, you. I mean, you just look at that that third quarter, just awful, thirty seven to seventeen. It was brutal, man. And the, I mean, the fourth quarter wasn't much better. When they scored the fourth quarter, eighteen, eighteen, yeah, yeah. They, it, at that point, they hung their heads. And they <clears throat> yeah, yeah, they were done. And I, I get it. Like you know, you you can't come out like that every game, and you know, and come back. You know, the Nuggets have had a, a fight back mentality for. The whole time they showed it in the playoffs. The one game does not mean that they laid down and died forever, but right. they definitely did not overcome the momentum and they let it hang them the the fourth quarter as well. Yep, I agree. It was uh, it was a rough one. Um, that was for sure. I think probably the grumpiest I've been after a Nuggets loss. 
this season. Uh, Mine was probably right. Sacramento. But yeah. <laughs> so let's move on now to the uh, the Sacramento game. Nicole Jokic, 50 points. Right. Uh, nearly gets a triple-double. I think he did it with 50 points, 12 In assists, 50, 12 and 8. Eight rebounds. Yeah. Um, really probably one of the best games he's ever played. Uh, didn't get a ton of help. Didn't have a ton of help to begin with. Like I said, Jamal Murray, Facundo, Campazzo, they were both out of that game as well. So the Nuggets ended up playing uh, Marcus Howard and RJ Hampton at the guard spots. Those are really the only other two guards they had left on the roster when you've got, what is that? I guess they had four guards out for this game. Um, Michael Porter Jr. gets the start, uh, plays a lot of minutes. Can I just bring this up right off the bat? Hit it. Minus 20. Yep. Nobody else. The next the next lowest was R.J. Hampton at minus 4. Well, it's impressive. It's impressive to be able to get minus 20 when nobody else was minus anything. Right. Nobody's like, was he close. on the court one on five at some point that right. I missed? It felt like right. it at times in that game. But, yeah, it, yeah. It's, it was amazing. He was terrible. He couldn't find a shot. Um, he was yeah. running all over the court. Two games in a row. Yeah, because he he couldn't hit he couldn't hit anything in that Lakers game either. Yep. No, it was it was bad. And uh, part of my frustration, uh, Michael Porter Jr. was terrible in that game. Um, but part of my frustration is they had him trying to do a bunch of stuff. He was he was cutting and weaving and like you know doing give and goes without getting the ball back and. Like, uh, uh, Michael Porter Jr. for most of the season has been stuck on the perimeter in a catch-and-shoot position. And this game was the game they were like, you know what, Mike, we want you to try to defend a bunch of guys in ISO. Why don't you try and defend, uh, you know, their forward positions? And uh, I wish you the guys you the best of luck with that. Um, also, I want you to just cut to the basket like a million times without ever getting a pass. Like, it, it looked like you were trying to run somebody ragged in practice and make a point, but it was a ball game. And then he had no leg that was one for seven from three. It was a very, very frustrating game because I didn't know what I was supposed to be looking at. Michael right. Porter Jr. is the only other score that you have on the floor. You know, yeah, Monte did fine. You know, Barton got up 12 shots, but, like... Porter is your is your scorer, and you didn't find any ways for him to score for you, and it was just very weird to me to see how little scripted stuff they ever had for him. Um, yeah. Especially with, with Murray out of the game. You would have thought they would have gone with some sort of package to that, get their scoring, and it wasn't there, man. I think that was part of the reason, though, was because it was such a weird... You could tell that lineup doesn't play with each other a lot. Right? Oh, no. Like, they, they, they looked like they'd never seen each other before in their lives. Right. Exactly. Like it was, you know, Bill Barton's playing at shooting guard, which is probably where he should play, but right. hasn't played at shooting guard for, you know, over a season and a half. Yep. Um, you got Michael Porter Jr. in at small forward with the starters, which is a little bit weird. Uh, usually when he's playing with Jokic, he's at, he's playing power forward. Uh, you, you got Monty Morris starting. Like it was, I think that was probably a lot of why he looked so uh, lost out there. And, and a lot of guys look lost out there. It wasn't just him. I mean, everybody, but, but Jokic basically. Yeah. Well, um, Jokic, Jokic just basically knew it was going to have to be him. Right. And so he played, it was going to have to be him. And I, I appreciated that. Um, I love seeing him do that, but it was extremely frustrating watching like Harrison Barnes demolish. Well, and Tyrese uh, Halliburton. Like, yeah. Yeah. Tyrese Halliburton. Shout out to the Kings. Yeah. Finally getting a draft pick, right? Well, yeah, I, I, I was so happy for Tyrese Halliburton. You know, that, that he's got a place where he can show off. Because I knew he was going to be good, and I love that he is. 
Um, right. but it's just it's just rough, man. Like they shot what forty percent from three for the game. Yep. You know, yep. um, and it was all other guys. Like you know, if De'Aaron Fox is going to go four for seven from three, then you're probably going to be annoyed. Well, what, the, what the crazy thing is, they shoot you. You shoot forty percent from three, but Buddy Heald was zero of nine. Yep. Like you know, their best three point shooter was zero of nine, and you still let them shoot forty percent for three, which means everybody else was just knocking Killed down. Killed so, you. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, you know, Tyrus Halliburton, 4-7, De'Aaron Fox, 4-7, Harrison Barnes, 5-7. Like, they, those guys absolutely, those three guys, you know, combined to hit 13 threes on you on 21 shots. Like, that's, you can't have that happen. And it just, it was really frustrating to see Halliburton open, like, because he's done this every single game against yes. them. Like, yes. They, they, they played him three times, man. It's not like they right. haven't seen him before. Right, exactly. You should know by now. Like, I get it. The first, I get it for both the first two games. It was early in the season. He's a rookie. Yep. Like, but the the book should be out on this kid. And like, they just flat out just left him wide open, time well, and was, time again. And that's, I guess, for me, that's my frustrated part. Is you know, I don't know what Malone's doing behind the scenes for the know your personnel, like you know, um, instructions on who to cover where and what to do. You know, he always talks after the games when they do that. Is that he's like they forgot right. our instructions? You know, right. but did they? I don't know. All I know is it looks like they'd never seen the Kings before, right. and they've already played them twice this year before this game. Like, if this isn't a team that you can get up for, the team that you should have beaten early, and I understand that they're down personnel, and I understand you're trying to make it work with, you know, rookies. Right. You know, you're trying to make it worth guys who not only rookies, but rookies because they're rookies and Malone doesn't play rookies. Like, they are not used to being in the lineup. They're not used to playing this many minutes. You know, they are not used to contributing. RJ Hampton put, what, 27, 28 minutes? 28 minutes in, yep. But he was their leading rebounder. Like, <laughs> yeah, 10 forwards. Yeah. Like, you know, RJ Hampton was out there working. Like, he didn't want to yeah, shoot. Yeah, man. He's full of energy. That's a guy who's for sure. It's. RJ's another guy you can tell when he's when when RJ plays it's like yep he graduated a year early from high school and played about twelve games in Australia yep it's, you can definitely see that yep on you the can court tell. But like the guy the guy is I mean you can't doubt his athleticism and you nope. can't doubt the hustle like he he goes there's a reason he got ten boards is because he freaking he crashed the glass every single time you well know? and he so, jumps like forty inches in the air too which right. is delightful it's it's he has young man springs for sure like that guy is. Um, athletic as hell, uh, but he's raw and he doesn't know what he's doing. And so they, they did botch a bunch of coverages between him and Marcus Howard. Again, yep. no, it's, there's not a lot you can do about it. They haven't had playing time. They're forced to play, you know, and they don't necessarily know where to be in the rhythm of the game because they don't get game time. Right. You know, I, right. I mean, it was, uh, before this game, um, Howard and Najee were two of the three least played first round picks in the country, right? That was Hampton. That's what I bet. Yeah. Hampton, Hampton and, uh, and Najee were two of the three, uh, the three players from the 2020 draft who drafted in the first round who played the least. They just right. aren't getting minutes and they're not going to. And again, this is supposed to be a playoff team. So I get it, but the Nuggets are like an overtime, you know, a double overtime win against the Suns from, 500 and a second overtime win against the Suns from being under 500. Like, yeah, but they're also there's all I mean there there there's also some overtime losses and stuff like like against this Kings they're also a buddy heel tip away from, you know, being 13 and 9. And, right. Uh, it's just uh, it's just a matter of uh, it's been Dallas real close. Team, 
Are you are if you are what your record says you are? Are the Nuggets a twelve and ten team? They feel like they yes. are. Yeah, yeah. They feel like they definitely feel like a twelve. This feels team, like yeah. a twelve and ten team. This feels like a couple games above five hundred kind of squad. Yeah, like a, like a back end of the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. This is a six, six or seven, seven seed. seed. Yeah, and yeah. that's and that sucks, man. Um, compared to where you want them to be now, with the the fact that you've been missing um, MPJ for the coronavirus stuff and you've had right. all the injuries that you've had right jamal murray's been banged up pretty much the whole season yeah yeah uh, you know i get it but part of that is on the nuggets for knowing that you just went through a deep playoff run had a very short off season like and now you're gonna try to ramp up for the whole year and you should have been making depth for your squad and you did make depth for your squad that's why you literally the reason you added facundo Campazzo is so that Jamal Murray doesn't have to play 38 minutes a game or whatever. Right. Like, that is the goal, is that those guys do not have to play deep. Meanwhile, Nikola Jokic is averaging the most minutes of his whole freaking career because they can't not have him on the court because every minute he's not on the court, they're getting destroyed. Right, exactly. And a lot of that comes to... You know, I mean, and we've we've seen the flashes of it. I'm trying to think what it was. You know, when 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 MPJ got right came first came back on that road trip. I can't remember the exact game that he was. Probably maybe the Miami game that he. Whichever game, what game did he score 30 points in? Um, Which time there was a, well, the last one that he scored? He scored 30 in it. Uh, it was against Sacramento. No, not against Sacramento. It wasn't Sacramento Kings. He, well, he scored in Sacramento. It was against Dallas. Yeah, there you go. It was. Um, you know, that was the game where we saw it worked out really well. Okay, Jokic and Murray were on the bench. Yep. Um, and, and, and then it was like Porter Jr. got that into the first, start of the second. He pretty much carried the offense through then. And then he played, he closed out the game with the starters and, and was a, you know, a big time, um, a big time player for them, hit some big shots. Right. And he played down, well in Miami too, like you said. I mean, right. Miami was a decent game. Right, and so those are the games where it's like uh, you need like that's you can see it, like you can see how yep. they can unlock this big three and it, how they can basically just continue to th- be throwing a ton of offensive pressure at you for all forty eight minutes of the game, but it's just they're not there, and some of it's I think some of it is the fact that the Porter was out, you know, at the beginning of the season, so he's he's behind the ball right now. Right, Jamal Murray's banged up. I I wonder though, like you gotta you gotta find a way to fight through this. Because you don't want to end up as a six or seven. you definitely want to you you don't want to be going to L.A. Um, in the first round, whether that's to play the Clippers or uh, the Lakers. So you definitely want to try and get up uh, into into the um, yeah, at least the four or five range, man. Four or five range, but you really want to get you really should want to be getting you you should, it should be expected to get home court advantage uh, in the first round, if not the second round, if not being a top two seed. Like, so you really need to figure out how you're going to catch Utah, how you're going to get back up there in those top four seeds. Because if you don't, like, you don't want to go play in Utah. You don't want to go play, um, I don't even know who's winning the Southwest, probably probably Dallas, right? Uh, Southwest is the Spurs, man. What are you talking well, about? Spur- well, yeah, but, all right, let's, yeah, let's, I guess you're right. The Spurs are, uh, well, I don't know. Actually, right now it's, uh, no, because Phoenix is specific as well. Uh, so but you don't you don't want to go play in Phoenix like you don't want to you you definitely do not want to be uh, out on the road in the playoffs so you've got to figure out a way to to muscle your way through this and at least get you know try and get home court in the first round because if you can if if you end up as the four seed but if it's what you need to do to figure out how to get this this big three actually fully unlocked then like that's fine then you do that because you're probably gonna have to go win and you're probably gonna have to win a series in L A 
anyways if you're going to try and make the finals whether it's going to be in the in the semifinals or in the western conference finals one of those two times you're going to have to probably go to la and at least win a series there win a couple games in that in in the staples center so well that's my thing man is that for me i the nuggets this year are doing the worst of both worlds they are not winning but they also are not planning for the future like i would get it if you were if you were telling me well the nuggets have Nikola Jokic playing out like an MVP. This is not the time to play RJ Hampton and Zeke Naji and MPJ can only get bench minutes because by God, we have done everything we needed to do in the offseason. We got Grant, we got Drew Holiday. So they're all starting. MPJ's off the bench, and our job is to try to like, you know, kill everyone this year and go get a title, you know, while Drew is still young enough to do that and we have him under contract. I would understand that. But the Nuggets are not there. And so when they're prioritizing Paul Millsap and Will Barton and, you know, uh, coaches bragging to us about Gary Harris, when he play, keeps playing him a bunch of minutes and he gets hurt again, you know, that's when I get frustrated because the point of this year, if you're not going to win a title, is to set yourself up to win it in the future. To say we, we didn't get everything done that we needed to in free agency. That's okay. We still have the trade deadline. But in between now... We have to figure out how to make this thing work with MPJ, Murray, and Jokic. And they're not trying to do that. Like, that's not their goal. Their goal is to win games. But they're not winning games, and they're not finding out what they need to find out about their roster. And they're not getting their young players ready to contribute soon. And so I don't don't understand what they're doing as far as team goals. I Yeah, they're... I mean, they're like, like we were talking about this a little bit before. It's they're they're clearly trying to win because yes. they're playing Paul Millsap and Will Barton over guys like Zeke Naji or RG Hampton, right? So they're not, yes. uh, you know, Michael Porter Jr. is not starting. Bull Bull's not playing. They're not they're not going with the youth movement, but they're not winning. Like that's they're twelve and ten. That's the problem. Is they 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 it would be different if they were sixteen and six, um, right? But that's just not the case. And when so they're five like, and a half uh, back of Utah already, and that's not insurmountable. They can totally catch them. Right, for sure. But yeah, it's still early. I mean, we're we're not even halfway through the season yet. Yeah, but, but how long are you still... going to wait? Like that's my right, thing is Right. And the problem is too is they squandered. Now we don't know what the schedule looks like for the second half of the season, but they, right. they they had the beginning of the season. And it's a bummer that that MPJ was out because that would have been the time to really try and get him rolling uh when you were playing some of those kind of, you know, not so great teams. Now, you know, we've, we've went through they, – they, to their credit, they, they stepped up in, in on the road trip and went 4-1. Um, they kind of they kind of stumbled a little bit now and they, they – I guess the Pistons game didn't count. But, you know, now they lost these two straight uh, to, to these, these California teams. I mean, teams. They, just, they just took Utah out behind the woodshed. So it's not right. like, you know, right. the Nuggets can't compete. We're not talking about the fact that the Nuggets can't compete. But on a nightly basis, how many things have to go right for them to be great? Right. Because and they've they've used up their goodwill. They don't they don't really have at least for the rest of this at least until the All Star break, and we'll see what the schedule looks like afterwards. But going into the All Star break now, it really doesn't. I mean, they've got these four games at home, which we're going to talk about here after the break. But otherwise, like that's they they pretty much have games on the road and against yes some teams who aren't so great. But we know how how the Nuggets do when they go on these East road trips. Uh, it's it's by no means an easy an easy task. They they missed out on their easy wins early in the season and now they're sitting at 12 and 10 with basically you know for a four game homestand before then they play eight of the last 10 on the road before the all-star break right and they and they have to make up ground 
Like if you roll right. into the if you roll into the All Star break six or seven games back of the top four seeds, which is kind of what it looks like they're trying to do. Well, top three seeds. Uh, the the top two three. LA teams in the, in the Utah yes. they are kind of separating themselves from the rest of the group. Correct. Yeah, it would be those three those three squads that you're hoping come back a little bit. Because otherwise, you know, you're fighting for that 4-5 spot. And maybe that's maybe that's what this year is going to be. Maybe it is a step back, you know. But with Jokic playing like this, it shouldn't be. So if it is, it should be because you're growing for the future and you're making sure your squad is set up right. But the Nuggets aren't doing that either. So I'm curious to see what their plan is going forward. And obviously it's going to be to win every game because Malone coaches to win every game. Right. Um, they yep. they don't have plans for the future. Um, and their drafting philosophy and their free agent philosophy don't seem to match their coaching win now philosophy. So I'm not sure how they're going to mesh those because the guys who need time need time to get better. Uh, and the Nuggets have given themselves no free space this season, no no extra wins that they could give up while teaching. So if their plan is to win every game, then it's going to be vets forever and you're just gonna wait on the youth again right yep i uh i think it is i'm with you it is a a conundrum for sure all right let's go ahead let's hit the break and we will turn the page we'll come back we will look at these upcoming this upcoming homestand uh for the nuggets that starts with the milwaukee bucks yeah It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. spent the first half of the show talking about the two-game losing streak over there in California. Now we'll turn our attention towards tonight when the Nuggets uh, take on the Milwaukee Bucks to kick off a four-game homestand. The Nuggets typically do well against Milwaukee. That's, yes. that's been um, pretty much true. I didn't even know last time. I can't even remember the last time they lost. Well, they, uh, they, 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 even if they lose, they fight them very well. Like, it's right. a high-scoring, crazy game. Like, the Nuggets right. and the Bucks just go when they play each other. 
what uh is is it a is it a game where you do you do you try and do you try and stop Giannis or do you just basically uh, let him do what he does and and focus on the Chris Middleton, who's the it? Drew Holidays, and the rest of the people. Who who's the Nuggets going to have that stops Giannis? Like, <laughs> right? I mean, I would love to say, sure, just put MPJ on him, that'll be fine. But uh, after you know he got cooked against the Kings, uh, I don't know that that's necessarily what you want him doing. If you want him to cook right. Milwaukee, you want him to score with them. You don't want him to try to. Well, you know, and the nice thing is they play Giannis at the four. Correct. Um, or at least you know they 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 play three three. Giannis is kind of one of those guys. He doesn't really slide he's, into it. Yeah, he's yet. not. Really, he's a yeah. He's Giannis, right? But you know they play they play three guys shorter than him. I guess yes. Uh, in the uh, in the lineup. So the nice thing is you. I mean you can put Paul Millsap on, which is what I assume they'll do. Or Jermichael Green uh, to start the game. Yeah, well, I, I I don't know that we'll see Jermichael. It's it's tough to say. I guess we should see. I can uh, I can check the injury report, but I don't know that Jermichael Green gets the start again. He got that start against the Lakers. Did not get the start against the um uh, against the Kings. Is, now you're right. Now now when now when Millsop's off the floor, yeah, I would assume that you put Jermichael Green out there to uh, cover Giannis. That would be that would be what I would go with. The problem is neither of those guys are very um quick. So you, they, you they, know, they don't have the foot speed, man. Like the lateral foot speed, they haven't got it. So they have to play right. off. And the problem right. is they don't have the height to challenge him when they play off. But it's not kind of the, probably the best way to defend Giannis, anyways. Like you, if he's going to shoot a three, you'll be you'll be happy well, that's to let him do the, that. The reason that you could get by with somebody like MPJ, like on Giannis, if he has to be for short stretches, is because you're like play back three steps, jump if he shoots. Like, right. I, th- you don't want him to drive on you. Like, that's what you do not want. So, just so everybody knows, uh, at least right now, the, the latest uh, injury report, which would have been sub- submitted Sunday night, um, Dozier Harris and Whittington. Of course, Whittington. But those three guys are out. Well, and, yeah, Whittington. Who is the guy who they would be using it for, like, defensive purposes as a forward against the bench or whoever? Right, right. Yeah, he could have been their new Tory Craig. Yeah, sure. They just ain't but, seen him. Yep. Oh, yep. He's just been out. So yeah. So I guess Composo and Murray are questionable. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what goes there. Nobody. Nobody hurting on the, um, on the the Bucks side there. Right. They are fully healthy. Yeah. I. I mean, when I look at Milwaukee, you know, like I said, it, to me, it's a team which where it's like, okay, Giannis is just going to do what he's going to do. You know, he's going to score twenty plus. He might get a triple double. Like. That's just what that guy does. Yep. You've got to look at it as let's not let the Chris Middleton and the Drew Holidays and, and Brooke Lopez. We've seen Brooke Lopez kill the Nuggets in the past. Um, let's not let those guys beat us. There's not a lot to love in my eyes about that bench um, for the you know for the the Bucks. We got our old friend Tory Craig might be coming back here, but otherwise, you know, I mean, Bobby Portis, DJ Augustine. There's not a ton of guys. Bryn Forbes. It's I mean, it's it's solid veteran guys. Um, but that might be well. I guess I, depending on whether or not Murray and Composito play. Otherwise, the Nuggets are gonna have a really short bench as well. But um, that might be a chance where you know maybe Michael Porter Jr. If you're not gonna start him, then like at least you know let him unleash him against uh, against freaking Tory Craig or Bobby Portis or whoever. You gonna you to are gonna have to find mismatches with the with the Bucks, and I say that simply right. because. The Bucks score like crazy amounts of points, right? Yep, like that's exactly. just what they do. Uh, what are they like second in the league in points per game or something? Like they're they're unbelievably good at 
uh, putting the ball in the bucket, and their defense has actually been pretty good. Um, they're on a four-game win streak. Like they, they, they were struggling earlier, uh, but they had some injuries and some some guys who were out that was causing problems. Um, right. You know, and now they're back to full strength, and uh, they're showing again that this is what they do. So if you want to hang with the Bucks, you score with the Bucks. Um, and in order to do that, you're gonna have to find a way to put a six ten MPJ on a six foot six defender, and right. and make I was it happen. Say, it's it's almost one of those things where if if I were coach, I might just whenever Giannis is out, uh, I would make sure MPJ is in. Yep, because that's he's the only guy. Uh, I mean, other than Bobby Portis, might be the one other guy you could you could try and throw at MPJ. Those are, Bobby Portis and Giannis Antetokounmpo are the only two guys who have any like chance of defending him. Right. Uh, so you, if it's me, like I might take my shot there um, and, and try and get MPJ some minutes. I might, you know, I probably bring him off the bench again here uh, in this game. But I definitely am making a focused effort for those fifteen minutes that that Giannis is not on the floor. I'm definitely one. I'm um, definitely want Michael Porter Jr. out there because I think that's when he can he can certainly do do some damage. And well, then, we don't know again, what's like on with Murray, right? Like we we still yeah, we don't, don't know, know. what's going on with Murray, so. and and they've got guys who could defend Murray, and you know Drew Holiday can make life miserable for him yeah, or Chris Barton. Middleton could yeah put him on him. Chris Middleton yeah. will also be annoying. Like they like have Tory Craig. I mean, yeah, they have the guys who can make it really difficult for Denver's smaller um, uh, guards, smaller slower guards, I guess. Right. Um. And so you're going to have to find ways to get those mismatches, and I don't know how you're going to do that if your only two guys who are mismatches are Jokic and MPJ again, without MPJ having a just a ball out game, which he hasn't had in a minute. Right. Yeah. Which he hasn't had since that Dallas game. But right. But he's he's due. Like that's the other thing too. Like I said, he shot really poorly in these past two games. Yep. It almost it feels like all right, he is definitely due. And that's the one thing um, I don't worry about with him is shooting, man. Like his shot is ridiculously perfect. Right. It'll come back. Yeah. Like it's fine. Like I'm not worried about that. At all. That's what shoot. I'm saying. Like he he feels like he's due for a, for a big night because he's been so bad shooting. You know that's gonna uh, that's gonna come back to the mean here pretty quick, and yep. the mean is pretty high when it comes to Michael Porter Jr. and his shooting percentages. So, like yeah, I I think uh, he's sort of if I'm looking at like who's the key to this game, who's the one player where that they're really gonna need because you know Jokic is gonna be great um, as he always is. Uh, usually, particularly when he plays the Bucks. I mean, he used to be like an automatic triple double. I think yes. he's one of the first. Maybe he might have even got his very first triple double uh, of his career against Milwaukee, um, but like he, he'll he'll be fine. But especially if you don't have Murray, you need like you need that score. It was it was funny when we were watching. I don't want to go back to the Sacramento game again, but when I remember when watching that, it was like man, we had those lineups out there, and it's like you know Howard and Hampton and Barton and Green and you know um, whoever else that fourth guy is that wasn't Jokic uh, out there. It's like. <sighs> And it wasn't like the, it wasn't Jokic or Porter, and it was just like, man, there's just no scoring on this lineup, no, whatsoever right now. And that's like, like they have to be careful. And I I get that this is tough for Malone, and I I give Malone crap about his lineups all the time, but I understand that it's very hard to be like, how do I keep scoring and defense and experience and you know balancing you know rookies and how do I make all of this work in a coherent manner when the one guy I can rely on is Jokic and everyone else is a question mark. Except for Morris, right. Morris is also pretty reliable. Yeah, Morris is Morris reliable, but he, Morris isn't a scorer. Like that's not correct. That's he's not he's his that's not game. his thing. He's going to shoot the ball maybe nine, ten times a game. Yeah, when he's open, he's going to shoot the threes, and he's going to shoot it at a pretty good clip. Yeah, and you feel good about that. And he's gonna he's gonna get a layup and an, on a two for one opportunity at the end of the quarter, like he always. Oh, does. So every yeah, game. Morris yep. Is, Morris is fine. He's he's but he's a point guard. Like he's he's if you're not going to be 
he's not Jamal Murray, right? Like yes. he's not going to replace that type of that type. He's of not putting up 18, 19, 20 shots a game. That's not more. Right. He's not going to. The do only that. guy who can do that in your lineup is MPJ. Like other yes. than obviously Jokic and maybe Will Barton, but there's nothing we've seen from Will Barton. Not this, this year. Make you like like, like Will Barton historically, but not Will Barton this year. Right. Right. Exactly. So. Like, if you're going to, this is a game where, like, I really feel like if you're going to win, Michael Porter Jr. is going to have to have a big night. He has to be a focal point, and you have to run shit for him. I am tired of seeing him get eight, nine shots a game. Particularly when Jokic and Murray aren't on the floor. Like, oh my god, can we just give him the damn ball anytime those guys aren't on the floor? Like, Who is calling their own number instead of MPJ? Like, you guys should just be funneling him the ball. And that's, I'm just saying that right. because he is literally the best scorer. And once three dudes are running at him every time, sure, he yeah. can then pass yeah. and it back then he to kicks you. It, but then he kicks it out to Jermichael Green and he knocks down the three. Right. Now, some of this is also on MPJ. Like, he's got to knock off some of the, the early, like, particularly when you can tell, okay, he, he knows, okay, this is my time to score. It's my time to establish myself. And then he just, like, takes some stupid, like, mid-range turnaround. He'll do turnaround three-point shot shots, with, like, man. Like, yeah, with like 18 seconds still on the shot yeah. clock. And you're like, dude, all right, just calm down on that a little bit. But like, if, so if you told him too, he but... was going to get it and right, he was yeah, going to exactly. get 15 or 20 shots a game, that would be fine. When he's like, I've played for a quarter and a half and I have zero shots. Right. I I'm just going to do a fall yeah. down three point weird ass, you know, defended by two guys shot because I haven't right. shot yet. He's a shooter yeah. and shooters shoot. And that's like the literally like. Page one of the NBA manual is shoot or shoot, so you better let them shoot. Like, that's how this works. Exactly, yeah. So, so they, like, so... get him something that where he's open. Like, run something right. for him. Right, like, some things up. Against, yeah. Against, you know, when he's when he's got Tory Craig on him. Like, you can you can find plays uh, to get him. He's he's open when, you know, that's and that's going to be the thing about this game. Unless Giannis is, is defending He's him, always open. You know, yeah, he's going to be open. Yeah. So, like... He has like, clear, like, unobstructed views the whole time, whenever he has the ball in his hands. So you're going to need to green-white him, and you're going to need Jokic to be a killer. Because otherwise, the Bucks are going to run you out the gym. Um, that It's going to look like the end of the Lakers As game. As they do. Yeah. As they do. All right, let's, uh, let's wrap up the show with this. So the Nuggets, like I said, they're on a four-game homestand. They'll actually get through all four four games. We will, the next time we... We're going to have to figure that out. The next time we're going to have to podcast will be after that Lakers game. Which uh, is a late one. I'm not looking forward to that. Okay. Well, yeah, right, unless they win. But, uh, and it's Valentine's Day. I know. That's why I was like, this tricky. is, who, what idiot put up the, uh, the, the stiff show on Sunday for recording? This is, this is going to be a tricky, a tricky recording <laughs> session next week. Um, anyways. But so the next, yeah, just uh, tell so your again, wife that you have to podcast. I'm sure she won't right, mind at all. Right. It'll be it fine. She probably you have to watch a Lakers game, and then you have to podcast. Yeah, dude, yeah, we're not even going to get done with this thing until, like, the game won't be over till 11. Right. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure that out. That's next week's problem. That's next week. We might just have a, a – Zach does a solo in the morning right. pod. But, um, yeah, the uh, they, they get a, it's a homestand that's bookend by, like, you know, really good teams. So you're going to yep. have Milwaukee on the front of this thing. You're going to have the Lakers on the back end of this thing. Uh, you got a nice little Cleveland Cavaliers, Oklahoma City Thunder sandwich. Yep. Um, there in the middle. So, Gordon, if you're looking at this four game homestand, like, what do you think? What do they have to do? It's got to be three and one, right? They got to go three and one. You've got to take care of those two teams in the middle, and you got to split Milwaukee and LA. Yeah. Well, ideally, yes, you should do that. Do I think they're going to do that? No. <laughs> but 
ideally, and again, you can take Milwaukee. Like the the thing I've been griping about the Nuggets, and and I understand that it's annoying, but the Nuggets are not a bad squad. The problem is, is if they're not firing on all cylinders, they're very beatable. Um, and right. so Nicole Jokic has been firing on all on all cylinders the whole season. So I'm not worried about him. You've got one great player. You just need another good performance or two to go ahead and win any game you want. And right, and it's 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 really that too. You need like you need <clears throat> the two the two guys are supposed to run next. Because yep. you're getting. I mean, Monty Morris has been great uh, this year. Jamichael Green has been, has been great. Yeah. Like uh, Isaiah Hartenstein for what what you need him to be has been great. Like you've had you've had some injuries uh, that have kind of derailed some of the other guys. But PJ Dozier was doing. Uh, just he was all right. in, in his role too. Like it's, but you haven't had you haven't had that that secondary. You've got you've got the back end. Of your you've rotation got the role players playing just right? fine. Yeah, yep. And you've got the you've got the front end uh, in Jokic. You've got your leader doing just fine. Murray has been up and down. Porter has been inconsistent. Yep. Barton has been somewhat of a disaster. Like Gary yep. Harris has been somewhat of a disaster. So like you have Paul Millsap has been somewhat of a disaster. Like. You can't. You can't. None of the rest of those that those starters. Right. Um, if if your starters quarter, are your top like, other yeah. four guys, two, right. three, four, and five, five have not been doing what yeah. they need to do. Exactly. Exactly. And it's like, I they they've got to get that um, figured out. Which you know now would be a good time to do it with this four game home stand. I have some optimism. They actually might go four and zero. It'll depend. I think the game it's going to be. This wow. I need whatever game. paint you've been huffing. That would be. <laughs> I know, right. Well, so here's the thing. Um, the Milwaukee game is the one that's a little bit concerning, but they're coming off a two-game, uh, two-game losing streak in California, so they should be pretty, uh, pretty focused and motivated. They'll, yeah, they'll be they motivated for Milwaukee. They've, it is, they've. It is the day after the Super Bowl, though, so you're a little, <laughs> a little concerned there. But um, I'm not worried about it. Jokic doesn't even know what American football is. It's fine. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Um, you should hopefully to be able to. You, I mean, Cleveland in, in the Thunder, they, they're bad teams. Like you, well, and Cleveland's missing Larry Nance too, who I thought might at least give Michael Porter Jr. some trouble because right. Nance has been pretty good on defense. Uh, another guy I right. wouldn't mind trading for. So, somebody yeah, make that happen. Yeah, but be trading for Nance right now. But. Yeah, but anyway, like uh, he broke a finger or whatever, so he's going to be out a month. So. Right. The Cleveland doesn't have anybody that should give the Nuggets any trouble whatsoever. You know, they have some guard scorers, and that'll be I fine. I mean, you know, Andre Drummond will probably be annoying. Uh, Andre Drummond's um, always annoying, but never glass. impacts the game. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right, exactly, yeah, exactly. Uh, Kevin Love's not playing, so, yeah. like, you know, they got the... <sighs> We say this, but then like I know, then we're gonna go. They, they're gonna lose because like freaking Colin Sexton and Darius Garland go. They're gonna off go off for forty points apiece just to piss me <laughs> off. Just like the Kings, it's gonna be the new the new yep. Fox and Healed. Oh, it's gonna be Sexton. Well, the Nuggets do suck against like water bugs, speedy point guards. They just do. Right. They always have. Uh, yep. Murray doesn't have the foot speed, and Gary Harris has to guard one of two guards. So right, yep. And he's not even around now. So now without him, they really suck at it. Right. Yeah. It's that that. That is a bit concerning, I guess, now when I think about it. Um, I'm hoping um, that Facundo Composito is going to be good for that game, and I say that because he's little and annoying. And so right. <laughs> that those are the games right. that I want him in. But that in Oklahoma City, they should not have trouble with either of those squads. If they do have yeah. trouble with them, then there is trouble in River City. Like, that's, that's an issue. Right. Like, the Nuggets have to win those two games. But otherwise, you're looking at splitting Milwaukee and L.A., and I'm, I think Milwaukee's the more gettable game than L.A. 
Yeah, I the thing about LA is I think they, that's one game they should be very motivated for, and they'll be at home, so maybe that helps them. There's no crowd, um, man. I don't know bit. why home helps unless except you're sleeping in your uh, own bed. Because of the Nuggets and they're at the <laughs> fifty-eight or fifty-two hundred feet. I mean, that's yes, fun. altitude helps a little bit if you're going to run them, but right. the Nuggets don't, don't run, run anybody. But but the, but the thing is that but the Los Angeles wants to run. Well, so that's might, true. Maybe they can run them themselves. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. They just run themselves. We, we need to Los Angeles sucks in the half court. They do. They're, yes, they're, they, they do. They're a team who's great getting out on the break, so maybe that helps them um, a little bit. I'm trying to come up with reasons, but I do actually honestly think that they're going to be uh, pretty strong against LA. And so I think I think if they get past this Milwaukee hurdle, they've got a good chance. They've got a good chance to go four and zero, and then get blown out by the Celtics that first game on the road. I was going to say you're you're very you're being way too optimistic there for you, so I'm glad that you remembered <laughs> that Boston's going to crush them for no reason other than it's nice. the first game of a road trip on the East Coast, which means they're going to blow it. Right, and they're playing a good team. Yep. Yeah, it's actually probably worse if they were playing like the freaking If they the yeah, Holy if they it doesn't matter who they're playing on the East Coast, I never believe crushed. that they're going to be able to pull right. that off. Right. All right, we'll go ahead and wrap up the show right there. Make sure you guys are following us on Twitter. I am at Zach Mikosh. Gordon is at G Money Nugs. Also at Denver Stiffs. Follow us over on Instagram at the Denver Stiffs and subscribe to our YouTube channel as well as the Denver Stiffs Podcast Network. That is where you guys will find this show, the Denver Stiff Show, Nuggets Numbers, uh, Garbage Takes, which would add Matt Moore was on it. This one he'd be better to have on. Uh, uh, this week, yeah, after, that, yeah, this would have been a fun lost. one. Yep, uh, uh, you'll find that one. Chicken Nuggets as well. Like there's just so many shows right now that you can find on the Denver Stiss Podcast Network. So you got to make sure to subscribe to that. Don't be going out looking for Pickaxe Podcast or Nuggets Numbers or something like that. You won't find it. You have to subscribe to the Denver Stiffs Podcast Network, and then you will get all of those shows right to your feed as soon as they are released. So make sure you guys are doing that. And if you think. We are so deserving. We'd love if you could leave us a nice rating and a review. That really helps get more people um, listening to the show. Mr. Gross, any closing thoughts? Nope. I'm just hoping that this week the Nuggets start to figure out how to play the teams the way they need to play them. That Just give me that. Like, even if you lose, at least lose the right way. It's a small ask in a big world. All right, everybody. We will talk to you next week. This is-